Welcome to the Gum Guru Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Jason Kong here with Dr. Macon Singletary, and this episode is called Unlocking Smiles, Improving Oral Health for Individuals with Special Needs. And Dr. Singletary, I'm so excited for this program because I think that uh, it's it's hard to find resources for those who have know a family member who has special needs or if you have a child. And uh, I'm I'm so excited about this program because I think it's going to be helpful for a lot of people. Yes, I'm glad to be here, and um, this is an important topic. And of course, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving since it's coming up pretty soon. Um, but yeah, um, we have a population of individuals out there that are have compromised abilities. So I'm glad to be able to talk about it today. Yes, and we also have a special <laughs> guest here in the studio, and that is Jeff Lineberry. And Jeff is the vice president of the North Carolina Down Syndrome Alliance. Jeff, thank you so much for taking some time to be on the show with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story and how you came to know Dr. Singletary? Absolutely. So um, my wife and I have three children. Our youngest, Hannah, who is five, uh, just happens to have Down Syndrome. And I've known uh, Macon and his wife for, you know, years now. And I knew that they had an adult child that has Down syndrome. And so we received a prenatal diagnosis at about 12 weeks. And so one of the first piece, people I talked to um, was the Singletaries. Uh, just get some information what life looks like with Down syndrome, um, you know, what we could expect for her, for our family, for her siblings. Um, and they were just, you know, a massive help. Um, gave us a lot of hope in a time that was you know, it was difficult for us as a family. Yeah. And Dr. Singletary, can you tell us about your experience? Sure. Well, we had a child uh, early on, Ann, that had Down syndrome that had a surgical procedure and got a hospital-acquired infection and didn't uh, survive that. And so after we had our, our son, uh, we looked at uh, the, what would be involved in adopting a special needs child and it so happened uh, September 19, 2000, a couple had a child. The, the dad was from Senegal and the mom was from France, and they didn't know the child had Down syndrome. And so the Amazing Grace Adoption Agency called us and said, would we be interested? And we were on a call list, and, of course, we said yes. And the, the most, uh, I guess, thankful thing for this is that they waived the adoption fee, which is pretty much, it's just amazing what it, is involved in adopting children and uh, but anyway we had her she's been in our home she's uh, 23 now and uh, Jeff is our does our web page and we knew him from that and we would be lost as bitty and high weeds without Jeff <laughs> um, and uh, his expertise is phenomenal and we uh, and he knew about Sophia who um, has been with us since birth and when he gave us a call you know, it's encouraging to be able to talk to somebody and tell what a blessing it is to have a special needs child I mean it's and it's nothing to be afraid of there's unknowns you know you know what's going to happen will they have a normal lifespan you know how to take care of them medically and orally you know what to do for oral hygiene and so um, we were able to help Jeff, and of course Jeff is now going to be president of the, the North Carolina Society, and so he's done some great things for for this uh, group of individuals. So you mentioned the maybe different needs when it comes to oral care. What do we need to know on that front? Because this is something that I'm sure most people uh, probably don't don't think about and don't consider. 
<clears throat> Definitely. And so, I mean, it's just not Down's children. Other individuals who um, have traumatic accidents that affect their their ability to use their hands or they become older and have dementia um, or Parkinson's. You know, so the, we have to gear oral hygiene to that. But the Downs individuals, the Downs children, um, they do have um, a normal skeletal development, uh, teeth development. They have supernumerary teeth, may not have, uh, may, may be missing teeth. The cranial size may be different. So getting uh, professional advice early on is a good thing to do just so the teeth do are able to come in in a way that they can be taken care of and then it's just a matter of to what degree uh, the individual has uh, manual dexterity and we gear that for each person yeah and jeff i want to go back to you here because i imagine that you know as you're caring for your child as a as a newborn you know the uh what differences there may be in oral hygiene is probably a little bit lower down the list. Uh, than, you know, maybe not in your top five worries at the moment, but can you talk about uh, learning that process and how things work when you go to see Dr. Singletary? So, um, you know, children with Down syndrome sometimes takes them a little bit longer to learn things um, than it would your sort of neurotypical child. Um, You know, one thing that we work with Hannah a lot on is how to brush her teeth. Um, And she has a lot of actual fun doing that. Um, But, you know, Hannah, um, you know, because of some, you know, anatomical differences does have some uh, tooth crowding uh, going on. Um, And so that's definitely something that we're going to be looking at addressing. But, you know, one thing is, is, um, you know, with uh, children with intellectual disabilities, sometimes they need a little bit quieter of an environment. Um, You know, they need a a doctor that can sort of understand, um, you know, some uh, things that they can do to make the child more comfortable to be able to sit there in the chair a little bit longer, maybe some more frequent breaks. And, you know, that's what is unique about Dr. Dr. Singletary is that, um, you know, not only is he a periodontist, but he also has a child with Down syndrome. So he understands these things uh, much more so than, you know, most others would. Dr. Singletary, as you alluded to earlier, there's there's a wide spectrum when it comes to special needs. So how, how what's the best way to go about uh, visiting you and communicating those needs and seeing, you know, how we can make uh, a visit the most comfortable and effective way possible. Yes, and, you know, everybody's different. So that first appointment is, is very is key because, you know, it just establishes a rapport. You know, first of all, knowing that, that we care about the patient and, you know, and each person is different. Their needs are different. And what I'd like to look at is, are they susceptible, you know, and, and just short appointments like Jeff was saying and taking breaks and talking to them and laughing with them and, you know, kidding with them. It's just not an environment that you just you walk in, you look at them, and you just say, hey, and you dive right in. you got to communicate and, and be a friend. And, but each person ain't doing that. I'm looking at things. I'm looking at evidence that I may have from radiographs. I'm looking at their use of the hands. I'm looking at their ability to communicate. I'm looking at the medical history. And everybody is different, and I gear the needs to that. And I try to keep it as simple as possible. I had an individual come in this week that had a spinal cord injury. And um, I saw him come in in his wheelchair, but um, as he was sitting, you know, he was sitting in a normal position, but I didn't see that he could not use his hands at all. He couldn't grab. And so... 
that's an extreme case, but that's when you got to think, okay, you know, what can we do to help that person control bacterial growth? Because that's the key. And yes, Down syndrome, you have dementia, you have other uh, compromised situations. The oral hygiene may be the least thing somebody's worried about, but every time you chew, you have bacteria showers of the bloodstream. So your oral health affects your systemic health. So it's a simple thing to do if, as long as I can see the patient and make recommendations and make it fun. An automatic brush for somebody who doesn't have real good manual dexterity can be a fun thing. Now, for my normal patients that have good manual dexterity, I may not recommend that because I like to, again, keep it simple. When I tell somebody to brush four times a day, <laughs> you know, lunchtime, you know, are you going to have your automatic brush in your pocketbook or backpack or whatever? You know, no, probably not. But, uh, but, yeah, we try to make the patient feel comfortable. And I'm looking at, you know, every, the, the, how they sit, the position. Can they use their hands? And sometimes I'll hand them the floss and say, show me what to do. And, uh, and so I get an idea based upon my evaluation. And, and hopefully the patient knows our staff. And, you know, when they first come in the front door, they see a smiling face. You know, that's the key. I mean, you can't go to a sterile environment. I don't care if you, you know, if you – you know, or have an IQ of 200, you know, you walk in an office, if you got somebody at the front desk, it looks like they've been sucking on persimmons all day long, you're not going to go there. <laughs> that level of comfort really does go a long way. I want to revisit something that uh, you said earlier and, uh, you know, dealing with those who maybe have a, a dementia diagnosis or who are in the care of another person primarily, I really want to go back to the point you made on the, the importance of oral care and how ignoring that can lead to a host of other issues because you know we all know that uh, when caring for another individual uh, especially someone with special needs it's a lot it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot on you and it, it I think it could be very easy to say okay you know well we can skip this exam right now or you know I, I got to put that off I got to put that on the back burner right now because I've got you know five other fires to put out but it's going to cost you, not necessarily cost you, but it can create more problems in the long run. It can. And there are four kinds of patients that I see just normally, you know, good teeth, good gums. You know, they just need good cleans a couple of times a year. Soft teeth, good gums. Bad gums, good teeth. Bad gums, bad teeth. That's your bless your heart group. It's the same for everybody. So even though an individual may not be susceptible to decay because they were on fluoride when they were growing up and the teeth were resistant. The bacteria grows continually. That's why trying to manipulate the bacteria four times a day is key because if you start getting to growth, the early plaque growth produces an acid and causes decay. You do not want decay. I don't care how healthy you are. You don't want to have to go through fillings and crowns and root canals. And so physically manipulating that bacteria before it gets a chance to grow is key. And scrub technique, you know, brushing just four times a day, just having fun. You know, Hannah grabbing the toothbrush and like, Sophia's the same way. I'll give her the toothbrush and she's sitting there brushing. Now, I'll have to instruct her a little bit at least a couple of times a day. I, I go in there and help her. Uh, but there are times I say, go brush your teeth and she'll go brush her teeth and whether she's doing it to the degree that I would like, probably not, but she's doing something. And she likes doing it. So doing it early on, no matter who you are, it's, it's a habit change. It's just, you know, it's easier to tell somebody to brush four times a day to tell somebody to stop smoking. Nicotine's an addiction. 
oral hygiene is, is a, a habit change. And no matter who you are, but you have, you're going from um, being able to use the hands, being able to use an automatic brush, uh, using a water flosser. Um, and we have uh, the ability, too, to help individuals with uh, dye tablets, disclosing tablets, which is sort of fun. You know, let's see how good you're doing. You know, when you get done, chew up this tablet. Be careful because it's stains thing. But anything red on your teeth is, you know, bacteria, you know, sugar bugs. And, you know, if you want to you have a you know, young individual and uh, so you don't want sugar bugs on your teeth. You want to get rid of those things. And then they look red, you know, let's get that off. You know, let's go back after it. So we can make it fun. Yeah, but also understanding that it's not just oral health, it's systemic health too. And yes, the ramifications of, if you have the soft T syndrome, that should be identified early, and it can be. And there are things that can be done, like fluoride and trays and fluoride treatment that can be done, you know, that's prescription fluoride. They'll help these individuals and var- uh, sealants and things like that. Jeff, 12 weeks into your wife's pregnancy, you, you found out that Down syndrome was something that would be involved in your life, and you sought out Dr. Singletary for some advice for those listening to this episode, and what would be your advice for anyone on uh, just any level uh, listening for someone who's desperate for some advice and some someone to identify with? That as a parent, you've got, you already know everything you need to know to be able to take care of a child with Down syndrome. For maybe those things that you need some extra help with, there's groups like the North Carolina Down Syndrome Alliance out there to help. There's people like the Singletaries that are there to, you know, talk you through it, help you see the promise in your baby, um, and really just, you know, love your child. I mean, that it's really that easy. Um, I mean, Hannah is, she's beautiful. She's learning. She's in general education in kindergarten. She's, you know, doing great things. And, you know, we have a lot of hope for her future, and we think she's going to do phenomenal things with her life. Dr. Singletary, we've, we've visited this subject on a number of episodes, but when it comes to systemic health and Alzheimer's and the links between our mouth and our brain, uh, I think this, it's, it's not an oversight to revisit that here again. Yes, you're right, Jason. And particularly with people with trisomy 21, uh, you know, they have an enzyme in the brain, superoxide dismutase, that they don't have which prevents uh, free radicals from forming so they age quicker. Uh, but also they tend to have uh, mental degeneration quicker, you know, dementia, uh, Alzheimer's. And so there is a link between certain bacteria in the mouth and dementia and Alzheimer's. And so, again, it's a really important to understand that, that when you chew, you have bacteria showers in the bloodstream to be really physically manipulated. It's easy to remove bacteria and plaque. And, um, you know, individuals that do have special needs children, young children, uh, Downs children, um, you know, they can call my office anytime, but, you know, the pedodontists who are geared to working with young ch- children and young individuals, you know, they are also very good at adapted, you know, seeing a, uh, a, a patient that has special needs or Downs and pointing them in the right direction, giving them the right person to help make sure the teeth come in correctly. And, and so between that and just making sure that physically they manipulate the bacteria consistently, make it a game. And, and it, it will help not only oral health, but systemic health too. Excellent advice. And before we leave, we always have an action step. What would be our action step for today's episode? Well, just, you know, um, maybe 
grab some diet tablets. You can come by my office. You, you probably can find it in the pharmacy. Use those diet tablets. Chew them up and swish them around. Have the, the child do that. Make it a game so they can see what's on their teeth and then begin to say, oh, i got to get that off. And, you know, this is, this, these are the bad guys. These are you know, the sugar bugs or the bad bacteria, bad germs, you know. But being able to make it a game but also visualize the fact what they need to do is a good thing to do. Jeff, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story and Hannah's story. If folks want to find out more about the North Carolina Down Syndrome Alliance, what would be the best way to do that? So they can go to our website, which is ncdsalliance.org. You know, our mission as an organization is to empower, connect, and support individuals with Down syndrome throughout their lifespan. Um, We've actually got a gala coming up on February 24th, which is our inclusion gala. And so some of the things that we focus on with that is inclusion in education, inclusion in the workplace, uh, you know, inclusion in healthcare, and making sure that, you know, they're Uh, making good decisions for their life and taking care of themselves. But um, if you go to our website and you go to the news and events area, there's a drop-down item there that says NCDSA Gala. Uh, We're looking for, you know, corporate sponsors and any individuals that would like to attend as well. It's a great time. Live music, good food, um, auction items, things like that. Excellent. That website again, ncdsalliance.org. Special thanks to Jeff Lineberry for being our guest today. And on behalf of Dr. Macon Singletary, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Gum Guru. If you would like to know more about ways to make sure your smile is healthy or more information on any of the treatments in today's discussion, check out their website at NorthRaleighPerio.com. If you have other questions you'd like to have answered on The Gum Guru podcast, send them to contact at NorthRaleighPerio.com. 